Empower Radio presents The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. If you have ever done a trust fall exercise, you know that it requires you to surrender on many levels. As you prepare to fall back into the arms of the person or people who've agreed to catch you, your mind wonders, are they strong enough to catch me? What if I fall on the ground? What if I can't let go because I'm too scared? Well, today we are in an epic trust fall right now on the planet. Many have foreseen the chaos that is stirred up around us and warned us that we would have some tough times as we release all that no longer serves humanity. We are being called to trust like never before. Trust in the unseen forces and trust ourselves. Trust that is all, trust that all that is happening for a reason and trust it is unfolding perfectly, even when it doesn't appear that way on the surface. Today, we're going to talk about how to build our trust and maybe even learn how to surrender. I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your heart and mind and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guest. Cheryl Lynn, she's a medical intuitive and cosmic conduit who uses powerful, divinely guided healing techniques to bring your physical body into balance. Cheryl Lynn also assists to clear blocks, transmute energy, transform old patterns, and clear your channel so you can tune in more easily and consistently to higher levels of consciousness. And she's one of my favorite guests and also one of our fan favorites. Welcome back, Cheryl. Hey, good to hear your voice, Julie, and good to be with you and your audience. Thank you. It's good to hear your voice. And this topic is so intriguing because um, recently I've been having so many different conversations with people who are really kind of feeling um, these shifts and just having a hard time getting oriented to all that's going on in the planet and all the change that's going on within them. And so who better to explore this than you? I'm happy to have you back, Cheryl. (laughs) So before we dig into the topic, though, you know my traditional first question here on the show, and I always like to ask it again when I can, because in this moment, it means different things to different people and it shifts and changes. So I'm wondering what you might share about what does all things connected mean to you today in this moment? Uh, Well, this is, I have a different answer, which is awesome. Yeah. It's the same question, but um, it's funny because when I was exploring this topic myself um, about the, and I, I just woke up and I heard trust fall, like that's, that is the thing that you're going to write about, that's the thing you're going to talk about, and then you and I talking about it together makes it even juicier, but the whole idea of that that idea of surrender and trusting even when we don't 
have any perceptive reason to trust. That's in the microcosm of our own individual lives that we're being called to that. But the whole planet as well is in this place of being called to a deeper level of trust. So that for me is the connection right now, the connection that our personal lives, it may be that we're, we're very focused on what's going on in our personal world, but then it's reflected out into the world as a whole. And that's the connection. Oh, thank you. You know, I'm this, the word trust is huge. And that word surrender is huge. And, and literally I'll have people around me who really get that things are shifting and changing, but life is pretty good where I'm at. So, you know, why get caught up in it? And then I have others who literally get so anxious and just really wound up. And so this topic of trust is an important piece because also here's what I want to bring in first, Cheryl, is we've been we've been talking about this shift of consciousness on the planet for a very long time. We've been talking about how systems and structures are breaking down that were built in the old consciousness that no longer serve us. And also for the past, what, 40 years or so, there's been that personal development movement and then we go into the metaphysical movement and so many people are, are, are talking new age and we've got all these things. But even some of our newest, I'm going to say this and I, I, I don't know how you feel about it. I can't wait to, to just dig into this. Some of our newest teachings, some of the things that experts, healers, intuitives, and, and people have been teaching for a while now, even that's not working anymore. We're shifting so fast. Things are changing. Are you, are you seeing that? <laughs> it makes me laugh because I was thinking about um, someone I was talking to recently um, who had been given an affirmation to say it was actually one of my clients who'd been given an affirmation to say by another spiritual teacher and um said i really feel good when i'm saying it but i don't really feel like it's doing anything because <laughs> it was around her physical health and um you know i giggled when i giggled as well when she said it because it's that kind of thing like those i remember back when i was in my early 20s and the idea of affirmations was like this new thing and I remember walking around saying um, you know everything is getting better and better or something like that and it felt really good it's like my whole body would vibrate and I think it opened a door like a certain kind of a door and like a door of possibility that our mind actually does influence how we feel day in and day out but when it comes to i don't know if bigger is the word when it comes to more deeper things like our existence like why am i here why am i on the planet what is my purpose you know why do i always feel like i'm not doing enough why is there suffering all of those things you can't affirm those away <laughs> you can't affirm the answers to them because it's a much much deeper exploration it's a much deeper understanding and i think that that's what we're coming to like it's not about polishing the surface so everything looks pretty and we're thinking positively or um we're using 
even some of the very wonderful techniques that we've used in the past for healing or bringing self-awareness. It's not that we want to throw them completely out because there's elements of them that still work, but we're being called to look even deeper. And I think a big part of this is being comfortable, and we've talked about this before on the show, being comfortable with not knowing, with not really having the answer because the answer hasn't actually been created yet. And so when we're, we're trying to figure it out with our mind, it, that's the part that doesn't work anymore. We used to be able to think and create with the mind and it seemed to work. It seemed to allow us to go through our lives and feel fulfilled and all that. But we're looking for something more, something deeper, a deeper connection now. Mm. You know, it just went through my mind when you said this. And uh, thank you. I I just adore having a conversation with you because I get to talk as much as you <laughs> when we're here. It's a fun conversation instead of me just interviewing you. So I appreciate this thing. But what just popped through my mind when you were talking is that we're also in this place where we're between worlds, right? We're between, like we're holding two different worldviews. We're holding multiple levels of consciousness in multiple dimensions. And then what we think works in one realm um, isn't really working there anymore. And we're not in the new realm. And it's kind of like um, bridging consciousness from one world to the next using the old maps for the new terrain. Mm. That makes sense. A, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I think you can see that a lot when you have conversations with younger people, especially if they've been diagnosed with something like Asperger's or something on the autism spectrum, or they have a very different way of thinking about things or doing things. And one of the things to understand when that happens, it's like, well, you know, why is that? Why does their brain work that way? Why do they? Why do they seem, you know, not to be able to, like in many cases, read social cues, for instance, or, well, one of the things that I've realized and kind of been guided about is because they're actually, they came in being able to communicate in a completely different way than we, than most of us do. And it's normal for them to have a different level of perception um, you know, and then for, for some, like the kids that come through and they're very psychic, like they just come out that way and they're, you know, they're, they're very in tune with the energies and can sense things that, you know, most adults can't. And it's the same thing. It's like, they're used to being able to communicate telepathically. They're used to be able to read people without having to have a big, long conversation. They get an instant read. So all of those things it's not just the younger people. We're being called to that, too. We're, we're in the process of these upgrades to our system where we can live more multidimensionally and have less need for the kind of the clumsier way of being out in the world. But it feels uncomfortable. I notice this a lot with my clients with physical symptoms where they're having something, um, you know, that can even feel really dramatic, like I need to go to the hospital because I think I'm having a heart attack, kind of dramatic. <clears throat> and yet it's not anything that can be addressed medically because it's not a medical condition. And, you know, they'll usually get sent home with saying, you know, you're having a maybe an anxiety attack or something like that and there's nothing physically wrong. 
And one of the things that I've noticed for myself, but also when this has happened with clients, is that those sensations, some of those sensations, like feeling like electrical impulses or racing heart, or it's actually when we, when we don't have a physical body and we're out in another dimension, that is how it feels. <laughs> it feels electric. It feels, these sensations feel normal, but we're so used to our physical 3D on the earth body having the density that it has and not having these kind of more unusual for us experiences that we think there's something wrong when actually it's all it is is we're integrating other dimensions of ourselves and we're experiencing what it feels like not to be in our human body alone. So um, that's another area where we're really being called to let go of what we think we know about everything right now because it's things are very different and the more we kind of surrender to it the more we let it flow through us and we're not resisting it and that's where the suffering happens when we start oh my god what's happening and whether it's a physical symptom or we just start feeling the energy of the planet and people getting upset about the conditions of the world or whatever they're upset about on any particular day. And we're tuning into that and our, we start panicking and that makes it worse. And then we do end up getting actual, we can actually make ourselves sick that way and develop truly physical conditions from that place. Mm. You know, it just seems like, nothing is working anymore in the old way. Um, so when I'm listening to you, I'm thinking about um, even the physical symptoms, you're a medical intuitive. So, and we're both healers. So we're talking a lot about the body and healing and like, like diet, everything that we used to learn isn't relevant. You know, everything that we did learn about our bodies doesn't necessarily work anymore even tuning into our bodies to listen is shifting for how do we take care of our bodies but it's kind of like um this microcosm of the macrocosm as as systems are breaking down and, and these huge systems that we counted on um the the smaller experience of being embodied is shifting as well so we can't like, what do we trust now? And I love that you had mentioned um, in a conversation with me that we're listening to, you know, the research says this, the experts say this, the medical professionals say, you know, so we have all of this information coming at us. And yet, what can we trust? What do we trust and that's a good point because it's even it's even getting confusing when you have Western medicine and alternative medicine. Even that information, it used to be, well, you know, Western medicine, you know, for things like um, an autoimmune condition or something, they haven't really been able to help me, so I'll go to a naturopath or I'll go to, you know, a, a homeopath and they'll help me. Even that is still, um, there's still more there for us to understand about how our relationship is to information. Because 
you know, when there weren't so many options, you know, maybe there was a doctor that was in the town, one doctor, there certainly was an internet where you could look up every symptom, you know, there was information passed down through your family or in the community, oh, that person had a fever, you know, and this is what we did for it. There would be that kind of like more folksy way of dealing with illnesses. And um, sometimes there would be something that no one could figure out. And, you know, there, th then you'd have uh, some virus going through and people died from it. And, you know, it was, but that was that was the natural way of things. Now, there are so many options. You can take a pill. You can um, you can change your diet. You can and and there's 20 different diets that are recommended for this one thing. There are um, vitamins you can take. There are different kinds of light therapies, and you can go to a medical intuitive or a healer or a massage therapist or a Reiki practitioner and. What happens, and I find this, and I'm sure you're going to uh, say the same thing, what happens is the body gets starts getting confused with all the information. And when I get a client that comes to me that's, I'm kind of like their last resort, they've been to this and they've tried this and they've tried that, and they come to me, when I tune into their body, what I see is the body's like, what the heck do you want me to do here? <laughs> Like I'm, she is giving me all these mixed messages. You know, I, I don't know what to do with this vitamin. Am I supposed to, you know, produce more of that or less of this? Or is, is she going to take care of it? Or do I need to kick in? That's what, like what the body's saying. And it's because we've stopped trusting the body and st stopped trusting our connection to our higher levels of consciousness related to the body. You know, the body has so much wisdom to share with us if we tune into it. The problem is that we have so much information swirling around in our heads from our own exploration as well as other people telling us, you know, what to think, what to try, that it gets confusing. And there's kind of, it's no wonder that, that we get confused and that I, I really feel that some of the illnesses that we have are confusion illnesses, that we have the symptoms that we have actually are magnified by our own confusion and our own trying to wrestle it to the ground and fix it and get rid of symptoms um, instead of kind of, okay, what am I being called to? What is, you know, what, and often it's way simpler. The body is asking for something way simpler. Now, of course, I'm not talking about like a, you know, if you if you get hit by a car, you want to go to the hospital, you want to have a surgeon, you know, repair things you want. You definitely want to use Western medicine. But I'm talking about other things that are a little bit more difficult to diagnose and treat that Western medicine hasn't been so good at um, addressing. Yeah. Well, before when you were talking before, you said confusion illness, which I love that. Thank you. Before you said that, I heard information virus. It's like we have this information virus and we know what viruses do, right? They breed and they grow and they, you know, until we, they run their course. And, and I was also thinking about, we have just as a humanity, as a whole on this planet, we have been also made consciously aware of false news. 
false information. We're we're aware we went through an election cycle where someone else controlled what we were reading and we're taking it all in and believing it, right? And so we not only have this information virus, we have all this false news information virus running rampant in our consciousness. Do you want to say anything more about false news, this false news? Because we're taking it in, we don't know what to believe, and we got to get back to this place of trust and surrender. So how do we clean and clear out this, um, all this noise? How do we clean and clear noise so we can move more into trust and surrender? Well, it's interesting because a lot of people think that the solution is to extract yourself from mass consciousness and, you know, spend more time in nature and, you know, don't want turn off the news and all of that. I think that that's part of it, that that certainly helps. But I, I, I'm reminded of this woman that I met years ago and kind of later in life, she developed like she woke up to her psychic abilities. She was an amazing um, channel and psychic, but she it had it had kind of come upon her when she was about forty, and um, she lived in a fairly rural area, and she was having a really hard time tuning out all the information she was getting. Like she couldn't figure out how to how to handle all the information she was getting about everyone that she would come in contact with. She would feel the neighbors. She would. And so you would think, well, you know, she's just going to practice and, you know, f- develop some techniques. But you know what she did? She moved to New York City intentionally because she figured that she, if she put herself where there, she would be bombarded by everyone's energy and thoughts and all of that, she would have no choice but to learn how to deal with it. And she mm-hmm. actually was successful at this. She actually lived in New York for uh as far as I know, for several years um, while she was doing this. And it did drive her crazy at first because she was feeling the neighbors who were sick and she was feeling, you know, the arguments people were having. She she said it was really hard at first, but fairly quickly she learned how to discern and kind of focus on what was important. So I think that, that there's a key in that. There's There's a way to, as we're going about our lives, it's more about instead of feeling like you have to protect yourself, because protection, just even the idea of I need to protect myself, means that you feel like you're being attacked or that you're out of control and you have to you have to gain control somehow. And when you have that energy, the body will respond and it will develop all these protective illnesses to, to help shield you from the perceptive dangers. So instead, if you focus on strengthening your core, your, the core of your being, the part of you that knows it's connected to your higher levels of consciousness, that even that, that really nothing can take you out. Nothing can shake your core. And what that means is you, you come to a deeper understanding of whatever your connection is to God, spirit, universe, whatever you want to call that connection, you strengthen that because when you have a strong knowing of yourself beyond your physical human form and you understand that you're connected to something, connected to the divine, connected to all of infinite wisdom, when you really know that, then nothing can shake your core and you walk around with this 
ability to handle anything that comes your way, whether it's people with abrasive attitudes and opinions that are coming at you or people who, you know, might be even physically trying to harm you. You know that even if they took your physical body out, which is always a possibility, that you would still continue like they could not kill your soul. And I think that that is a very different strength. And it is part of kind of a fearless warrior, but a spiritual warrior that we're being called to, to embody that those aspects of ourselves, that we can walk through the world fully embodied as the creator consciousness that we are mm. and not be pulled off center. I love that. Walk through. And we, we're going to talk a little more about toxic environments. We're going to talk about even exposure to toxins. Sometimes it doesn't feel very easy to navigate this new terrain, but as all things are connected, we're connected with higher source and divine infinite wisdom. We're going to even peel that back a few more layers after the break and really develop these trust muscles, these surrender muscles that we're talking about. So we're going to take a quick break. We're here with Cheryl Lynn, the Cosmic Conduit. We'll be right back. Meditation channel, nonstop meditation music, 24 hours a day in the new Empower Radio app. Music to empower your meditation, help you relax, sleep, or provide a calm background while you work. The Empower Meditation channel is interruption free. Listen now with the Empower Radio app, free in the App Store, or listen online at empower.fm. Soothe your soul, calm your mind. The Empower Meditation Channel. Hi, I'm Linda Ellerby. Did you know that every three minutes, another woman gets the news she has breast cancer? I got it 11 years ago, and I know how scary it can be. Everything your doctor says sounds like a foreign language. Her too new? Oncogene? Aromatase inhibitor? Ductal carcinoma in situ? What do these words mean? How are you going to decide what to do if you can't even say what you have? Please listen. As soon as you get your diagnosis, go to breastcancer.org. It's a special place on the Internet where you can learn how to say all those breast cancer words and find out what they mean. At breastcancer.org, you can learn more about your particular kind of cancer and your treatment options and get all kinds of other useful information to guide you and your family through this. The first place to go the minute you find you have breast cancer, breastcancer.org. Today might be the day I drop out of school. Today could be the last day I try. My parents alone can't stop me. My friends can't even stop me. But you might be able to. With United Way, you could tutor me, be my mentor, or volunteer to just read with me. If someone had helped me earlier, I might not be struggling. And studies prove that kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. 
There are tons of ways people like you can help kids like me stay in school. And United Way is calling for you to be one of them. Because it takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between me becoming one or the other could be you. Make me a success, not a statistic. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Me, a cat, moving in with a new human. It took a little getting used to. She has these weird games she likes to play, like this giant feather. She sticks it in my face. I swat it away. She sticks it in my face. I swat it away. It's almost like she thinks I enjoy it. But seeing how much fun she gets out of it, well, I guess it makes it all worth it. Humans. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Smile. You found Empower Radio. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and maybe even listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. I'm here today with Cheryl Lynn, and you can find so much more about Cheryl and her work at thecosmicconduit.com, thecosmicconduit.com. Calm. And Cheryl, right before the break, I, I love right where we were before the break um, because I was just sitting in this awareness of these multiple sources of wisdom and how we begin to try to, in our mind, in our small mind, judge what information is good for us and what's not. And we have all of these multiple sources of information coming, but we have this wisdom that comes from our connection with divine source, this infinite wisdom. So I'm wondering if we could talk more about this and for our listeners really help us to be able to develop that discernment of when it's coming from noise versus when it's coming from truth, when it's coming from our higher self versus when it's coming from our mind snagging on to something and and beginning to worry because what I'm learning and I don't know if you're feeling this with your clients and and what you see in your work but as this polarization gets greater you know this the chasm between our polarization seems more intense and and more um substantive and it seems like when we can simply bring our awareness into this moment and ask ourselves, am I coming from a worldview of fear and separation or am I coming from a worldview of my connection? It it helps us to calm and go, oh yeah, that connection. Because the the all that information and, and everything is floating freely between two opposing worldviews that are on our planet right now. And really how people see themselves and the world around them. So what can you do to help us develop this discernment and really tune in to truth? 
No pressure, Cheryl, really. (laughs) (laughs) How can I become wise? (laughs) Remember that I am wise. Um, One of the things, and I'm just going to, I'm going to just talk a little personally right now. I think it would be helpful for people to hear. So here I am, this medical intuitive and healer person, and, um, but I think there's a misconception, including of my own, that I should never get sick or have any issues. But what I found is that sometimes I have to go through things myself so I can help others. And um, so as I've had, I had like this weird thing happen with one of my eyes where all of a sudden I'm in the doctor's, the the um, optometrist's office getting getting fitted for new glasses and getting an eye test. And all of a sudden she starts um, being alarmed because she's discovering that part of my peripheral vision seems to be missing. And I freaked out. I was like, Oh my God, why am I going blind? You know, I I really panicked and she didn't, you know, at the time she didn't have the best bedside manner about it. I think she was having a rough day and she was, didn't really answer my questions right away. And I was, which of course made it worse. So, um, you know, I, I gave myself a panic attack because I couldn't, um, when you get upset like that, it's very hard to tune in yourself. And so luckily, and I hope other people have this too, you have kind of like trusted friends or I have colleagues who are also um, healers, medical intuitives. And, you know, so I called someone and be, I was either going to drive myself to to um, the emergency room because I was having a panic attack or I was going to, you know, see what was really happening. So she kind of talked me off the ledge. And what ended up happening was I went on a journey. And this is, this I think is a big key. Can you, even when things are scary, go in, approach it with curiosity and know that ultimately all of the decisions are yours to make. All of the choices are yours to make. And there's not really a wrong choice. There's not, even if, if you make a choice, you can always change your mind and do something differently. So, and I got such an affirmation of this when I went back to get retested because she wanted to do test again just to make sure before she sent me to a neuro-ophthalmologist. Um, the... Uh, there was a bald eagle that flew right in front of my car, just a few feet away. I've never been that close to one like that. It swooped down right in front of my car as I was on the way to get retested. And the question I had asked just before that, as I was driving along was, is there some, do I need to be worried about this? Like, is this something serious? And the answer was no. I heard the no, but I still doubted it. And then the eagle came (laughs) and swooped right in front of me. And I thought, oh, eagle eye. Okay. So it turned out, I'll fast forward, you know, I went to, um, I went to a specialist who did, you know, some testing and it turns out I had a genetic anomaly that had, I was probably born with and that I had always had a compromised she, she believes I'd always had compromised um, vision in that eye. And I, then I realized, oh, yeah, when I was learning how to drive, I had to kind of, t- I always had to turn to look over my left shoulder that, rather than rely on the, the side view mirror. Like I could do it somewhat, but I, and what I discovered is I have uh, just a larger blind spot than most people on the left side. So it was an interesting thing that that happened, though, because 
what I did was once I calmed down, so these are the keys, you got to get yourself mm-hmm. calmed down, first of all. And so it can be talking to a trusted friend who kind of, you know, will have a different vision than you do when you're in a panic mode. Or it might be that you, you meditate or you're able to connect with your higher levels, God, angels, whatever it is for you. But whatever it takes to kind of get you in a peaceful place. And know that no matter what, it, it, it will be fine, even if there's something that you have to deal with. The information is the important thing. So as you're exploring, you start, um, instead of going all over the place and like going and Googling, because this is how I used to be. I would Google everything or I'd be reading and, you know, I'd go look up in books all the different symptoms and, oh, maybe it could be this, maybe it could be that. And it basically produced um, some hypochondria in me when I was younger. But now it's different because what I do is, and I, and I share this with my clients, you follow the thread. This is very different than being all over the place and trying all these different things and being scared. You follow the thread and the thread looks like this. So, so for this I thing, it looked like the first step in the thread was talk yourself, get yourself off the ledge and calm down. The second, as I'm following the thread next, is what is this particular doctor recommending? Okay, she's recommending uh, getting tested again. That makes sense. So I went and got tested again. Then I was sitting there one time and I, and I, I did look up some possible things that she had mentioned that might be causing it. And I looked up the possibilities and narrowed it down to just a few. So for me, I was able to, because I was calm, I was able to go in without triggering that hypochondria. Then the next step was to go to this neuro-ophthalmologist who um, examined my eyes. And she um, saw that there was no autoimmune thing going on with my eyes. No, and, and she gave me something that sounded very reasonable. So here was the, I think the diff- the difference, most people would keep going and doing what the doctor said. I think most people on the planet would. But she wanted me to go for a follow-up MRI just to be on the safe side in case she missed something, even though she said that she was really confident. So this is where I sat with myself and my higher levels and said, do I need to get an MRI? And the answer was no. So I canceled the appointment and did, did no further test. And um, any of the symptoms I was having were mostly due to dry eye. <laughs> so addressing that instead of dre- addressing the peripheral vision thing. And, um, and then that, that felt complete. So can you see the difference? Like following the thread is what's presenting next to do, what's presenting next to do, what's pre- and not like jumping ahead, imagining all these different scenarios. And it could be a Western medicine, a Western medical solution. It could be that you just need more information to just kind of say, okay, this is what I'm dealing with. You know, someone who's just recently been diagnosed with cancer wants to look at all the different options and understand what, what has worked in, in cases like this from a medical perspective and then go deep, deep within to the underlying what's underneath the cancer that's not physical, not physiological. So it's all of these things. For me, it was, I know I had to go through that 
so I could then share that information with others and and be calmer myself as I'm, you know, having, I mean, going through the world uh, in the way it is. It's really funny. One of the other things I realized from the, this particular journey is how how did we get to thinking that we're supposed to never have any kind of physical ailments or um, age? Like we actually have this mad. Most people have this magical thinking. They're not even aware that it's magical thinking. That we're going to go through our lives and we're we're going to. Um, not have anything happen to us. And if we do have a symptom, we should be able to get rid of it naturally. And I think especially if you've been kind of in the new age, new thought world, you know that your thoughts create your reality on so many levels, but it's not all of what, I mean, there's a journey that you are meant to take that I believe you decided that you're going to take long before you arrived here. And sometimes you don't realize it, but the journey with, your physical body and different ailments and symptoms is part of your journey and you're not going to sidestep it because you'd miss something really important. How many times have you heard someone with cancer saying it was who survived cancer saying it was the best thing that happened to me? You know, I, I used to be like this and now because that happened, I'm, I'm much happier and, or I much feel much freer or I did the thing I always wanted to do. Right. Mm. Yeah, I, I just want to pause and just recap because I think some really important pieces are presented right here with, first of all, that calm down piece. And literally what what we all know to be true is this reactive system of anxiety and fear constricts everything. And so I, I love this wisdom, calm down, come into this place of peace, which is first step number one right breathe come down calm down find that place of peace whether it's making a connection with the higher source meditating whatever and then just follow the thread Cheryl it's brilliant um, that's following the wisdom that's following our higher guidance that's following the um, the, the what is presented to us in the moment it's not that's like tuning into the higher guidance instead of all the different information that's coming at us all at once. So following the thread really hones us down and does create that discernment for what feels right. Because two things might have presented and you choose the one that feels more congruent or more open or more expansive or more in alignment, you know, and and not out of fear. If two or three things present, you can tell, oh, the 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 fear part of me would go this way, but I'm going to trust and I'm going to follow this one. So I love that idea of following the thread. And even when you start doubting, you might have an eagle fly right in front of your car. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I do want to. And you're totally right about, you know, even when they're, they're usually like something will kind of feel more resonant with you if you have multiple choices of things to do. But sometimes I just want to make sure that we address this too. Sometimes the mind is so in the way or so worried about making the wrong decision that you get a little paralyzed and you think, well, you know, should I do this or should I do that? And in those cases, 
it really sometimes the decision is more about bringing the mind peace. So whatever is going to bring your mind peace is actually, mm-hmm. it's like you can't really make a mistake, even if it seems like, you know, I should have done that. I should have trusted. I shouldn't have been so scared to make that decision. Well, in that moment, you were scared or you were confused. And so you made a decision that at the moment felt the most congruent with your mind. And that's okay too. I think that we beat ourselves up a lot of times when I know, um, especially if you have people in your life, whether they are actually judging you or you just are worried they're going to judge you for making a decision that they wouldn't make. Um, You know, I remember, um, you know, I had both of my kids at home and my son, when he was born first and when he was born, he came out and he wasn't breathing. Now they revived him within like, you know, seconds. I mean, it it wasn't very long before. I mean, it felt like hours, but um, they revived him pretty quickly. And but it was a little scary. It was a little touch and go. And he was totally healthy and he was fine. Um, And then when it came and my, you know, I'd shared it, I think with my mom was the one that that was, you know, thought, oh, my God, I can't believe you had had him at home. And, you you know, it was a risky thing to do. Well, when I decided I was going to have my second child at home, she, you know, she was really like, are you crazy? It could be even worse. And maybe you wouldn't be so lucky this time. But I knew I just trusted that I was making the right decision and it was great and it was, it was perfect. And, you know, she was breathing fine when they came out and the midwives were very skilled. And so it's, it really, um, but sometimes the, it's hard to, um, make decisions for yourself when people have really strong opinions. And again, you just have to follow your, your best, even if it's your best guess at the time about what's what's in your best interest to do, and you just follow that thread, and you really can't make a mistake. It's, it's, it's. There's a reason why those choices are presenting, and no matter what you choose, it's going to bring you forward in some way, and then you can make a different decision as you're as you're moving forward with it. Mm. You know, I want to thank you for that. I think that's an important piece. And and we've been talking about the personal the entire show. And we have about 10 minutes left. And I, th- I feel like this is an invitation to also ground this the same path with what's going on around us, what's going on in our family, in our community, in the world. So many people get anxious. There's so much happening and we feel like there's absolutely nothing we can do to be the change we want to see because nobody else is doing it or there's not enough of us. Or And, and so I'm wondering what you might add with this conversation when we're talking about trust and surrender of what is ours to do. We talked about that calm down and follow the thread. And in a blog that you wrote, you you talked about moving us into action, coming out of paralysis and really finding what is ours to do. Can you speak more of that? Yeah, absolutely. Because it, um, so I think the thing that, that weighs us down the most is when we think, somehow it feels like it's falling all on our shoulders and that we can't, we kind of can't discern 
what is our piece? Because we're so focused on the entire picture. Mm. Like how many people, when those kids were trapped in that cave, felt anxious as they were watching the story unfold and like, oh my God, oh my God. But literally there are very few people on the planet that could actually help, um, help those kids. They were highly skilled and we, we all were rooting for, you know, the, that they would, that they would help these kids out of the cave. So, and there are, but there are other things like that where we actually forget that we're, it's not our skill set to do something about a problem that is being broadcast across the planet, that, that our piece is not to directly influence it. We have a different piece on the planet. So it comes back to, you know, personal mission, personal, um, following your personal guidance, what you're called to do. And sometimes there is, um, a relationship to whatever the issue is, you know, like global warming. I know that it's, as I've watched, um, even here in New York state, I, you know, I, I haven't lived here for very long, but I do know, have lived in the North, I grew up in the Northeast and the, the level of violent storms and the frequency, it's so obvious that it's more than it used to be. You know, it's just like, we didn't used to get so many so often. And, um, when I think about that, I think about, well, what can I do about it? And it seems like there's nothing like I'm not, I'm not magically going to, um, you know, start rebuilding the ecosystem and, you know, have this big magic wand to wave over the planet. No, it's those little things, those little things like, I don't really like contributing to the plastic that we have on the planet. So, um, I started taking, um, when I have bowls of leftovers, instead of putting plastic wrap on it, I put a dish on top of it to seal it. Or I have, you know, some containers that have lids. And I try and think of ways like that, that I can um, consume less and be more thoughtful. And it may seem like, I think that the, the thing about that is that we start thinking, well, that that's like a drop in the bucket. I watched, you know, I watched you know, people taking all these to-go containers and styrofoam out of the restaurant the other day and then throwing them on the ground, you know, like, uh, like, what can I do about that? It's like, you are doing something about it, but you, you are planting those seeds for others because, you know, as it amplifies, then things do change. Like I notice so many more people bringing their own grocery bags into the grocery store now. That never used to be, and and I would have a hard time sometimes remembering them. You know, oh, I forgot to put them back in the car, so I don't have them with me. What do I do? Am I going to buy keep buying more grocery bags? Um, you know, paper, uh, cloth bags. So, but things are shifting. You know, it might, and then the common response to that is, well, it's not fast enough. We're all, you know, the planet's, you know, sinking fast. It doesn't mean that you stop doing what you can because the momentum that happens when more people become conscious, and that's just one example. You know, for some people, it's more of a political thing, and they may be called to start writing a letter writing campaign to their, you know, congressman, or they might be called to um, organize a community. Um, response to something or but then they other people that's not what they're supposed to be doing they're supposed to be maybe they have young children they're supposed to be teaching their children about kindness and compassion so that when they get older 
they're going to um, be more connected to their their community because they they were taught that and that that is what that parents respond um, only job is in the moment is to do that so I think it really comes down to um, really identifying those things where you are making a difference and I think for most people who have some level of consciousness you're already doing something and it's not about putting pressure on yourself and saying I have to do more I have to do more it's just again following the thread what am I called to do right now what am I called to do today how can I contribute how can I uplift others how can I you know and what is mine to do yeah when we were talking about surrender the your example of the kids in the cave is a really good example. It caught our world's attention. You know, everyone was tuning into that. And I read today that literally there was a doctor that went in that specialized in underwater cave exploration, like a medical doctor who was so skilled in underwater cave exploration. Like, who would have imagined? (laughs) And so I just want to share that and bring that back because that fits with our surrender piece and our trusting that literally there is this divine orchestration that's happening, that that expert was put in the right place at the right time, and I didn't have to spend an ounce of worry or fret of how I would try to figure out how to get those kids out because I had absolutely no expertise in that, you know? So trusting that all the pieces are in play around our planet really can move us into surrender. Absolutely. And and also, as you were saying that, I was thinking sometimes we're supporting the, per- the person who is going to do the thing. So, you know, that that doctor, for instance, has a support team around him to to assist him to get the equipment in. You know, he he does. He wasn't doing it alone. He had the skills so that he needed to get in there. But he also had a support system. And those people are making a difference, too. And those people have their support system and on and on and on. And so sometimes that's yeah. our job, that we're supporting others to do what they're here to do or freeing them up so that they don't have to worry about, um, you know, something in their lives so they can do they, they can be out doing what it is they're called to do. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I just heard this focusing in on the solution. And I, there were so many people focusing on solutions and people were literally coming to help with a lot of different kind of ideas and solutions and not focusing on the problem. So, you know, the, the future potential of what's going to happen and weather, but focusing in on the solutions made things move and happen. Cheryl, this has been a joy again. I wish we had more time, but thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with all of us. And it's always just a joy to to hear your voice and, and listen to your beautiful, amazing wisdom that you share with all of us. It's always fun having these conversations with you, Julie, and we have a great rapport back and forth. Um, it's, it's wonderful. So thank you so much for inviting me to come on and have this conversation.
Oh, thank you. And um, I just want to leave you listeners with this idea to trust yourself. You're not alone. Trust that you can handle it. Trust that when you fall, there will be arms to catch you. Those are words of Cheryl. You've been listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. We're here with Cheryl Lynn, the Cosmic Conduit. Thank you for tuning in with us today. And remember, together, we're creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now.